right. So we are back on P is, oh, damn. I, what is it? Dial P for podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, so, that one. Yeah. So uh, we are back on Dial P for podcast. My name is Zach Brooks. I am joined by my co pilot, uh, oftentimes my co pilot, Brendan Fitzpatrick. Brendan, how you doing? That was my Wookiee. That means yeah, hello. What's up, guys? You're saying hello in your your best Star Wars voice. Yeah, I, I don't know sheer Wook, but you know I can try. I'm not a very. I've never been good at the Chewie impression, but can you speak Mandalorian? What if he doesn't survive? Is yeah, that, it's like is that that's what it is, right? It's a gravelly like. If I just lower my voice like this, so it's more of an intonation than it is a yeah. uh, actual language. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Batman, Manda- Mandalorian yeah. Batman, basically. Exactly. It's. I think it's because there's a mask. You have to like have that growly, low, bass voice whenever you're wearing any kind of mask. Yes, even if the mask covers your entire face, uh, uh-huh. and you never remove it. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we are uh, we are back here on Dial P for podcast, and uh, we like to touch base every once in a while when something interesting is going on in the world, mostly in the world of entertainment or streaming or nerd stuff. Uh, and we had a big week this week because Disney Plus launched, and despite both of us complaining about it when it was first announced, <laughs> we both signed up on the day it launched. Boy, did it! Boy, did we! Um, honestly, I think it's. Uh... I think it's really great we did, and I'm glad I paid for the year up front so I don't have to see that monthly little bit come out of my bank account every month and think about it and debate whether or not I'm uh, enjoying it. I just bought it for a year and perfect. Yeah, more stuff should go to that year model because I, agree. Uh, I would much rather pay for a full year of something than I would pay too. for pay for you know five ten bucks a month. Um, just give me give me that whole year, and especially if you're on uh, Verizon. You can get that entire year for completely for free for Disney Plus. So it was even better for me. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, a few months ago, Disney Plus offered a deal for three years for like $160 or something like that. I broke down to about $4 a month. So I actually signed up for that a few months ago in anticipation nice. for the service launching. Then when I saw they had the free year through Verizon, uh, they allowed me to push the start date of my three-year purchase package to next year. So I actually got wow. four years for the for that three year package. So I'm paying like three dollars something a month for uh, yes, yeah. until 2023, 2022. So oh, hopefully the hopefully the streaming service is still around. No, okay. four years <laughs> or us. Hopefully we're still around. <laughs> or us, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're, so, I, I admire the optimism. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I, I the money is already paid. It's a sunk cost, and right, right. Uh, hopefully, I get my money. I, I can't imagine it will be hard to get my 160 dollars worth. Um, even if it's no. just for a couple of these series and, you know, we do have the Mandalorian, which we're going to talk about a little bit later yeah. on in this podcast. That is the first, uh, standalone star Wars live TV series. And it is only on Disney plus. Yep. Um, so we'll get a little bit into that and what our overall takes are. And, um, but first we wanted to just talk about Disney plus and, you know, we both obviously signed up for it. Uh, so what have you thought so far since the launch? Have you, have you been happy with it? I've been really happy with it. Um, you know, the very first, uh, thing I did was, you know, the night it launched was watch that first episode of The Mandalorian, and then I came home from work this week on uh, Friday and was just like, I really need to rewatch uh, Avengers Endgame, because I haven't since I saw it in the theater on the big screen, and being able to sit at home and watch Avengers Endgame on my giant TV, and it looks so beautiful, and not have to, you know, watch it on a cable channel where there's commercials and crap, 
it, it was it was perfect and you know it's i think i texted you you know disney plus is already um already paying for itself just from watching avengers endgame hours of entertainment yeah just, hours of just entertainment that one movie for... is like three hours yeah, of entertainment exactly yeah i uh i also started off with avengers endgame um that was the first thing i watched on disney plus the night that it launched um i just moved so i was putting together some furniture and i figured uh while i try to assemble some furniture i will assemble uh the Ooh. avengers as well and um i loved i loved avengers endgame the first time through when i saw them in theaters and it yeah. was even better this you know on rewatch it's just so good I agree. It's um, so good. I mean, I think I said I sent you a message also that was just like the first hour of that movie is just like a perfect hour of of filmmaking. It's like there's not a single thing I would change about the first hour of that movie. Everything they do up until the five years later flash is just like you know per- it's it's perfect. I wouldn't change anything. And uh, you know, for a three hour movie, I feel like it flies by. That really I've does. never seen a three hour movie that I feel like is just over. Almost as, you know, you can't even tell that you've been watching for three hours. It's over so quickly. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. And the, you know, the, the streaming quality coming through, um, I had great picture quality and yeah. um, the sound sounded good. So, um, yeah, I know you know, a for lot the of, first night of Disney Plus, when a lot of people are streaming it, it was, it was very impressive. Yeah. I know a lot of people were posting pictures about it crashing, but that's not really a huge surprise. I mean, that was bound to happen the first night just because of the that's, you know, when you have 10 million people subscribe and try to get on there at once, you know, it's going to have a few glitches, but I personally haven't experienced any issues. With, no, I haven't. And I'm surprised because so. I've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff about it crashing and um, I haven't had any issues loading it up. I have, uh, my yeah. brother is also using it and we've both been streaming at the same time and have had no problems with it. So um, yeah. How do you feel about the um, layout? Like, I mean, I think it's, it's easy to find stuff. They have everything broken into categories and subcategories and um, seems pretty easy to navigate. I like that it doesn't autoplay like Netflix does. Yeah, that's nice. Like if you're hovering on something, it doesn't autoplay the trailer or whatever. And The worst feature on Netflix is yeah, that autoplay. I hate that so much. Um, yeah, I think the layout is good. It, um, you know, it, it, so far I've been able to find everything I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't dove too deep into it. I did look at an article that um, you and I shared that was just all of the different things that are on Disney Plus, and that got me really excited for all of the different um, old movies that you know I really liked when I when I was a kid and TV shows and things like that. So, or just um, some of the Disney movies that I just never got around to. Like um, earlier today, I finally watched uh, Moana for the first time. I'd, I'd never seen Moana. Oh, it's great! Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like now I can finally watch some of these older or more recent Disney movies that I just never got around to. Have you been singing You're Welcome all day? Yes, I have. You're welcome, Zach. Was that your favorite? What was your favorite song from Moana? Uh, Shiny. Oh, Shiny. I love that one. Yeah, that one was funny. That's my favorite part of the movie. I had seen that part of the movie before just because, you know, because I I was familiar with the song from Robert's, Robert's podcast and the parody of it that they did. So I went back when that happened and um, listened to the original and saw the original video. So I've, I've seen bits and pieces of Moana, but I had never seen the whole movie. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, no, it's really well done. I remember, I, I think I saw that by myself in the movie theater and I was like the only adult in the theater. It was all <laughs> children. Um, that it's kind of surprising because it's kind of scary at parts, like with all the thunder and the lightning and the giant waves crashing around and the sea monster and all that. And, you know, 
I, I imagine some little kids were probably traumatized by that part of the movie. Yeah, but probably not as scared as if they watched um, Return to Oz on Disney Plus, which is the most terrifying kids movie of all. Oh time. my god! Yeah, I, I might have to rewatch that movie. That's oh god! Yeah, yeah. Report back if that's still terrifying. I think I, I think I'll pass on that one. Yeah, it's probably not as terrifying as it was when I was seven or eight when I was first exposed to it. But it's it's more creepy than I think probably scary. But who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave that one in the past. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a great a great content library. I mean, you said you already watched uh, some cartoons on there. You watched some Star yeah. Wars. We've, we both watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, I also watched Rogue One. Um, and yeah. it's, it's great timing to have all of this Star Wars content available just with uh, episode nine coming out. And sure. um, you and I are both fans of the Binge Mode podcast. So it's nice to yeah. be able to watch along with the movies that they're talking about and, and easily have access to those uh, those feature films. Yeah, it's um, it's really great. I actually plan on um, taking Disney Plus over to my brother's on uh, Thanksgiving and we're going to do um, we're going to do all the Star Wars movies on Thanksgiving Day that we can fit into the day around eating and all that. Instead of sitting around watching football, we'll sit around and watch Star Wars before uh, episode nine. So. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great way to marathon. Um, and, and you know they've got they've got lots of Fox shows. They've got the the Simpsons cartoons yep. um, and the old. I'm really excited. They have all the old X Men cartoons on there too. So at some point, I yeah. might have to to re- revisit those. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, you've got all this stuff that I was just never able to get to because I didn't have Disney as an adult on any of my cable subscriptions. So like star, all of four seasons of star Wars rebels is on there, which I've never seen. And I, so I started that today and watched the first three episodes and it's actually maybe a better show than the Mandalorian. Oh, wow. So what, what is star Wars rebels about? I, I'm just like vaguely familiar with it. So star Wars rebels is a cartoon that is set um, after the Darth Vader purge, but before a new hope. So it's about this ragtag group of, well, rebel rebel resistance fighters who travel the galaxy trying to um, spark the rebellion. It's pre Rogue One, but post Revenge of the Sith. Nice. So it's um the main character is named crap. No, no, I'm not gonna. No, I'm just not even gonna remember. Well, when you look that up, so is this this is canon to what Star Wars is, is. the storyline Star Wars is doing now? Yeah, it is now canon. Um, it was folded into the canon, I believe, sometime around um, around season two. They made it definitely canon. Um, I don't think it was initially intended to be canon because it came out in 2014, right around the time of the Star Wars sale. And mm. I think at a certain point they um, – I know at a certain point they introduced a character that was in the Clone Wars cartoon – and sort of fold Clone Wars and Rebels into the greater canon sometime around there. Yeah, because those are like the two, those are the two properties that I kind of always get confused. I mean, I feel like they're similar and um, I've never watched either of them. Um, Which one is the one that Darth Maul is in? Is that Rebels? That's Clone Wars. He's in both, actually. He's in the Clone Wars cartoon as well as Rebels. Okay. And so that ties in with Solo. Correct, Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I, yeah, um, Clone Wars is really great. The later seasons where they, um, where they do all that stuff pre Return of the Jedi, and then um, it ends literally right as uh, a net Revenge of the Sith, like it leads right up to the start of Revenge of the Sith. So that cartoon is definitely worth revisiting if you wanted to. And I definitely think Rebels is worth checking out as well because it definitely feels like the greater, um 
universe of Star Wars more than the Mandalorian does. Mandalorian is sort of a um, offshoot show that doesn't that kind of feels like Star Wars, but most of it kind of doesn't. It's just sort of out there on its own doing its gritty, you know, cowboy thing. Um, yeah, and I uh, I guess that kind of moves us right into talking about the Mandalorian and. Um, you know, there's really not much to even spoil with The Mandalorian right. with the first two episodes. There is, you know, one big thing that happens at the end of episode one that, um, you know, maybe we can touch on at the very end. But yeah. uh, I, I've been pretty impressed with The Mandalorian watching it. Uh, I didn't really know anything about it. Um, I think the name is not that great because I, <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with Mandalore uh, as a planet. At least I wasn't before now. But, um, you know, the good thing that it has going for it is the main character, does obviously look like Boba Fett and Boba Fett is a right. is a fan favorite of the Star Wars community. So it's a it's a good way to get people interested because they they can watch it and think of it as kind of a Boba Fett uh spin-off. Right. And I think I think doing this plot line that they've been doing with the Mandalorian as opposed to the uh, often rumored Boba Fett movie, mm. um, I, I prefer this because it's something that's it's Definitely. tangentially related but it's different. So. Right. I mean I don't I'm I'm I'd rather have this than an actual Boba Fett movie because it's just we're done with Boba Fett. We know the story of Boba Fett already. I mean, most people know, at least in Legends canon, that's the canon that was erased by the books once Disney bought um, Star Wars. Is that Boba Fett did survive the Sarlacc pit in Legends canon, but there's nothing in the new canon to suggest that he's still alive. So I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I never really got the whole Boba Fett thing like other people did. I mean, he's fine. He's a cool character, but I'd, I'd rather have something new than retread, you know, a character that's already been in other movies. Yeah. And this, you know, this really does expand out on the universe. Um, yeah. It, it has the feel of Star Wars for sure. The, the music reminds me of Star Wars. It, mm-hmm. it all feels like it's, it's, you know, Star Wars adjacent. Yeah. It and... feels like Rogue One did. Where yeah, it's not, it, it's where very it's not similar. dependent. Yeah, it doesn't feel dependent on the um, larger world to enjoy this show. Like, you could just watch Mandalorian and not watch any other Star Wars property and probably still enjoy it, I think. Yeah, I think you so, know? because, you know, you wouldn't get some of the, you know, some of the types of characters that show up. Um, we right. do have some some species of characters that show up that are in other Star Wars properties. But, right. um, you know, for the most part, it does kind of feel like its own standalone show. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. We've had we've had two episodes now. Um, and and the, I think the most surprising thing to me is that the episodes have only been around 35 minutes apiece. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be a full hour length show, and I actually um, am pretty okay with it not being a full hour. I'd rather them tell the story at the pace they want to tell it than feel like it's dragging. Right, and I, I I agree, and I um I'm always pro releasing things on a week to week just because mm-hmm. it's such a better way to enjoy a show because you get you know now we had the last episode uh, was released on Friday we had we have almost a week you know, from now until the next episode comes. So we can think about like, okay, where is it going after the end of that episode? Um, But what's hard on the week to week with this show is if it is only 35 minutes an episode and it doesn't feel like we're getting a ton of meat on the bones of each episode. Like we've gotten, we've gotten some, but to me it feels like it's very objective focused. It's like, okay, the Mandalorian needs to accomplish this task and the Mandalorian needs to do this. And And I think uh, it, think it, 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 as you do that, it feels like you're almost watching a video game 
Um, which We're makes going it, from place to place getting a quest right yeah, uh, yeah grab grab this item accomplish this task defeat right. this villain um and you know it, it's fine but it just feels like we're kind of moving along this path and it makes it hard to feel very satisfied when you have to wait another week for the next episode that's fair um i think I'll, i think definitely the show is building to something the problem is I think part of it is we don't know where we are and we don't know any characters' names. We haven't heard a single name spoken on this show except for the Mandalorian who's just called Mando. He doesn't have a name. And nobody else on this show seems to have a name and none of these planets seem to have a name. So I think that's part of the issue with connecting to it that some that some people are having. It's just got a weird vibe because it's not bringing us into the story in any sort of way to make us understand where we are or why we're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's part of what's, what's hard for me to connect to it. Um, you know, yes, we do have this main character, the Mandalorian, but I don't really know enough about him to care or like, right. get, he, he doesn't, he wears a helmet all the time. So you never get to see his face. So it, it does make it really hard to, yeah. to care about him, except that he looks like Boba Fett, who's a character that people seem to like. Right. Um, and, you know, I don't even know, like, I guess he's, you know, he's just like, works for the next job and that's kind of why right. it's objective he's, focused he just yeah. goes for the next payday yeah um, he's part of the bounty hunter guild we saw the as well as being a mandalorian we saw the mandalorian symbol above the um shop he went into to get his armor made but if you don't know that that's what that was you would have no reason to be connected and to i had no idea that's what that was yeah, and so it's you know we talked earlier about how you could probably watch a show without having a connection to star wars because it, it doesn't have that much tied into the stuff that we care about from star wars but that makes right. it hard because it's like okay they're they're acting like we should care about these characters and these planets because they're part of the star wars universe but they're not really connected to what we like and appreciate right. about star wars so um, i mean if we're just vaguely in the outer rim how do we even connect to you know give us something we know that's a little familiar to to tie it in, but I mean, I'm okay with it. It's weird because I, I still enjoy the show and I think it's great what they're doing with it. But yeah, I do feel like it needs some sort of larger connection. And I do think we'll get that soon. Um, and we kind of do get that with the side character that's introduced at the end of episode one, that's sort of uh, the Mandalorian's new partner slash job. Um, the baby he's caring for. Yeah, the baby. I didn't know if we wanted to say the baby. We can say or... the baby. We can, can we'll just the say the baby. The baby that yeah. is tied into uh, the larger Star Wars universe, probably yeah. the most of everything. But yeah, I mean, and there's the problem, we right? We have know. we have yeah. the Mandalorian character who we can't see his face. We it's hard to connect with him. He's really robotic. And then the other main character in this show is a baby. Is a baby. Yeah. So who can't talk and maybe able to use the force yeah i mean i feel like he definitely can yeah he can but, but it's why not like and a, how and you know yeah um and i think you know the nice thing about this show is it's very little commitment it's 35 minutes um yeah. there's no commercials you can kind of yeah. pop in pop out um even if you wait until the whole season comes out and then you just binged it i mean if it's eight episodes that at 35 minutes a piece, you're talking about a little over four hours to watch the right. whole season. So that's just a little bit longer than Avengers Endgame. Um, right. 
And but, I mean, that's the other great thing about Rebels, too, is Rebels is 22 minutes an episode without commercials. And you could just, I just bang, bang, bang out three episodes in an hour this morning. It was great. Yeah. Like, it so it's, and it, you know, so that's nice because it's, it's little, little investment, little, mm. um, little time commitment. But it just, you know, when you're comparing that with some of the other TV shows that we get, and there's so many shows streaming and on, on network TV, or, you know, well, not really on network, but on cable Everywhere. TV. And, yeah. yeah, there's so many options for ways to spend your hour in front of the TV. Um, yeah, this looks great, and it's kind of like you're watching Star Wars, um, but there's just not much meat on the bone. So it's like a, it's like a car with a, a really pretty body exterior and um you know nice leather trim and everything like that but you open up the hood and like what do you have right i mean and it's kind of that it's doing like a take on the modern western it has so many western tropes so i get why it's slow because it's trying to sort of lead into that western vibe of the you know 60s and 70s spaghetti western Clint eastwood you know, vibe of a character who's an unnamed guy rides into town and shoots up all the bad guys. And we don't know his name and he rides a horse and doesn't really talk. And sometimes he saves the girl or sometimes he just kills everybody and walks, rides away. That's sort of the vibe that's going for. And it's also doing sort of a modern vibe on that because it has to, because it's Star Wars. So it's in the future. And I definitely but, like that. It's got a really cool Western vibe to it, um, yeah. especially the the planet he was on for the first two episodes. Yeah, um, you know, it's very that, deserty. Yeah, and that was a scene. I mean, that was a that was an opening straight out of like justified style modern Western tropes of just guy walks into a bar, shoots the bad guys, takes no prisoners. Well, he takes one prisoner <laughs> and walks back out. You know. Yeah, and I, I definitely like that, and um, especially in the premiere, the opening, the premiere, I was I was really into it, um, you know. And I think once we get a little bit more backstory, if we get some more backstory on these characters, we did see some, him getting some flashes of mm-hmm. something from his childhood. Uh, you know, I, it doesn't need to necessarily like be like, oh, this guy is connected to this character from the Star Wars movies, but I would just like to have a little bit more reason to care about like if this Mandalorian guy survives or dies at the end, or. Um, you know, what, what exactly is the significance right. of the baby beyond right, like, right. what I think I know based on what yeah. the baby is. Um, there's a few, there's a few theories about the baby, but you know, I, I'm the one that is le- maybe least interesting to some people is probably the one I like the most because I don't necessarily want it to be tied to the larger universe of everything. You know, I don't, I don't feel that need for it to like, like I don't need Princess Leia to suddenly show up or something like that, you know, to make this feel like Star Wars. I'm okay with it being on its own, you know, and... I mean, I think a good model for that is, like, the, some of the, the Netflix Marvel shows that we used to yeah. get, like Daredevil. Now, my problem with those shows, those shows were really well made. They, um, again, looked awesome. It felt like you were watching a movie. My problem was that those were all, like, 13-episode seasons, and they just felt like they dragged and dragged and dragged. Yeah. You get a huge drag in the middle of every single one of those shows. So, and I like that this is only going to be eight episodes. It seems like the Marvel shows that we're going to be getting are only going to be eight episodes or so. So it's like, if the Disney Plus model is not like, let's get as much content as possible and more like, let's use our time effectively. And when we're not using our time effectively, we'll call it. Um, I think that's, you know, we don't need episodes for the sake of episodes. So I appreciate that. Funny, it seems like they're balancing quantity and quality, which is great. Like it seems, I know we were talking about um, 
did they maybe wait too long to launch Disney Plus? Because could they have capitalized on the end of Endgame and all the hype leading into more Marvel shows and people wanting more Marvel content by launching Disney Plus back in March or April and get those Marvel shows out sooner? I mean, because some of the momentum kind of feels lost on those Marvel shows. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can see that. I think this is a great opportunity to launch it because it's like it's basically when Endgame is coming out other places. Um, mm-hmm. So it's when when Endgame would be coming out on demand and on on Blu-ray and DVD. So right. you know, this does feel right because it's like okay, um, you know, we saw Endgame, and you know, a few months later, now now Endgame is launching for you to watch at home. Um, what I think, you know, when you talk about losing momentum, I just looked up, you know, when did these Marvel shows start? Because we're going to have like a Winter Soldier show and yep. Loki and WandaVision. Well, the first Marvel show isn't going to launch until fall of 2020. That's insane. So, so it, what, yeah. So, you know, we're going to have, you know, a year after this service launches that we got The Mandalorian, but I don't know what we're getting after The Mandalorian is done right. uh, before getting the, a- the Cassian show. show apparently like set before Rogue One but we know nothing about that if it's even it may be in development but it's sort of all the all the details on that are vague um and we may be getting you're getting like your dorky kid shows that are enjoyed by generations under us like your relaunch of the high school musical franchise and things like that Disney is leaning into um so I don't know. I don't, it would yeah, be nice I'll be curious. I'll be curious if we get what we get in terms of shows um, mm. between now and and next fall, and and maybe it's just going to be they only launch like one or two shows a year for the first few years, uh, which is unfortunate for people who signed on for one year of this because I would bet yeah. that the MCU show will be starting right around the time when people's subscriptions are up and yeah. have to renew. That's actually that that makes a lot of sense, and that's yeah. very strategic on their part. Definitely. It is, uh, yeah. but it, it will make it. You know, what are we going to be watching on Disney Plus in February? Right, like yeah, that's a great question. Uh, are we? Am I know, still is, watching Disney Plus in February? Right. I mean, are you are you logging onto Disney Plus like when there's a movie you want to watch that's only available right. on there? I mean, there is a great movie library. Um, yeah. There are some good older shows, but you know, neither of us have kids, so it's like okay, right. maybe I'll go back and watch like Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but. It's not going to be the first thing I'm interested in. Right, because there's so many shows that are more pressing right now as far as um, actual TV that's airing live, not live, but is is an active show. Like, I mean, Mr. Robot is wrapping up its final season, and I'm not going to forgo watching an episode of Mr. Robot on a Sunday night to watch, you know, the Robin Hood cartoon, even though I love that movie. You know, oodle-ally, oodle-ally, golly, what a day. But... I, you know, I'm not going to forgo watching Watchmen. Right. Watching and Watchmen, least, I watch Watchmen. At least watch with this. Watch you know? At least with this, it's like we both said, it's it's relatively cheap. I mean, it's free if you have Verizon. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very cheap if you did some of these packages. And so, I mean, they're basically giving it away. So you might as well take advantage of it and right. just pay for it up front and have it. Um, exactly. But it, you know, I as we're a couple months into this, it might move lower down on what, what streaming app I'm opening when I want right, to watch something. For sure. So. Like at this point, I'm not even sure why I pay for Netflix. I don't know when the last time I actually watched something on Netflix was. It's probably been a couple of months. I keep saying with Netflix, like, I want to, I want to close my account. Um, yeah. like, as soon as this comes out, as soon as the Irishman comes out, then I'll close right. my account as soon as this. Right. Um, and you know, it, it, 
Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Netflix. I mean, they just signed yeah. a deal with Nickelodeon as a probably as a direct response to Disney Plus because yeah. um, you know they want to be able to have kids using their services. So, um, okay. and then we're going to have HBO Max launching next year, and which I still don't understand. I don't yeah, understand the HBO Max. I mean, what what is what why? I, I don't understand what it is either. I think it's HBO Plus. You know, other services, um, but it'll. I mean, there's so many. I would think we're gonna we'd have to start seeing some consolidation, or some of these are just gonna fail because people exactly. aren't gonna want to spend, you know, so many dollars on each of these services. Okay, can we lay can we lay down a bet? Can we lay down a little? I wanna I wanna make this interesting. Which is the first of the major streamers to fold? What are we are we what are we putting our odds on to be the the first one of these to fail and fold? So I don't know if it'll necessarily be folding as much as it'll be like getting acquired or like wrapped into another service. Right. Um, and I have two that I could see being wrapped up into a larger service. Same. Um, the first is Apple Plus. Yep, that was that was number one on my list as well. Yeah, so I could see <laughs> Apple Plus just being part of Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna get bought by by Disney or the Hulu arm of Disney. Right. Maybe, you know, it's some sort of, it's some sort of deal where instead of subscribing to Apple plus and Disney plus it's just like, as part of your Disney plus subscription, you get the Apple right. plus content or something. Right. And that's what Disney did with Hulu is you can get Hulu plus Disney plus and ESPN plus as a package, but you can't do it. If you already subscribe to Hulu, you yeah. would have to unsubscribe from your Hulu and then resubscribe to the package. So I have heard some some things about like if you there's some ways to work around that, especially if you already bought an annual deal. Um, so if you do some googling on that, you might be able to figure out ways to do it. Um, same thing if you did get the year free through Verizon and mm -hmm. you also pack, purchased an annual package, you should be able to move the start date of that annual package. So definitely do a little googling. Um, if yeah. that's the one thing you take off of this podcast. Um, the other one that I can see that, you know, you just don't hear much about anymore is Amazon streaming. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's new on Amazon streaming? Is well, Man in the High Castle anything? actually just dropped, uh, the other yeah. day. And um, Marvelous Mrs. The third season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel drops in December, I believe, right around but, Christmas. But not a lot of people watch that show. I watch that show. I think it's great. But I don't think about Amazon when I think about that show. I just think about the show. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's for Amazon is something they want to keep offering, but I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon prime streaming becomes something else or merges yeah. with something else just cause, yeah. um, well, they already have a, a package deal you can get with Amazon and HBO, right? Yeah. You can get, I think you can get all the premium services through Amazon. Yeah. Um, and Man of High Castle is one of those shows that when I watch it, I'm like, this is pretty good, but I never think to watch it. I'm still finishing the last season of it. Right. Um, now this, this, uh, this season that just dropped on Friday is the final season. And, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's always good when they wrap shows up. Yeah. I mean, Hulu dropped the second season of Castle Rock and I haven't even gotten to it yet. I keep, I keep forgetting that it's even out there. Um, and I enjoyed the first season of Castle Rock, but you know, Hulu is kind of suffering from the same thing of like, their shows are good, but they're not a priority. You know? Yeah. And I think that's the problem with a lot of these is there's so much, I mean, we talk about all the time, there's like so many shows and so much content that if you don't capture it when it first comes out, if you're not like, oh, okay, Marvel's Mrs. Maisel dropped this week, um, I need to, you know, I need to watch that season. It'll just kind of fall off your radar. Exactly. Um, I mean, I even like, I even have an app to track what, 
where I am on all the different shows that I watch because it's so hard to keep up. Like, wait, where did I get on this show or this one? Right. Um, unless I'm watching it week to week, um, which is, you know, the really hard thing about dropping an entire season on one day. For sure. For sure. And I don't like it. I mean, that's, but that's one of the good things that Hulu has done is um, they'll drop like the first three episodes of a season and then the rest will be week to week. Which I don't, which I think is nice, you know. Like, yeah, that's a good way to do it because you build some momentum with those first couple yeah. episodes, and then you still get the week to week, so you still get every week one one drops, and you can get people talking about it a little bit more. Exactly. Um, I think that I think that is probably the best happy medium between all of these. Uh, I did like what they did with Mandalorian this week, where they dropped one on launch day and then dropped one and on then, Friday, which will be yeah, that was really nice. Their normal uh, release day. I just. I almost wish we were getting two a week of this because if it's only going to be 30 minute episodes and it's not going to be super meaty, I would rather right. keep But they don't on. just don't want to, they don't want to burn it out in a month because if they release, there's only eight episodes. If they release two a week for four weeks, they're done and nobody's talking about Disney plus because they don't have anything new dropping. Right. After Mandalorian. Um, right. So one thing with the Mandalorian release schedule, I did see a calendar of the release dates online and okay. It's interesting because the last episode of Mandalorian is like December 25th or something like that, or That's December 24th. Well, not even that, but um, the week after episode nine comes out. Interesting. So okay. I would have thought Mandalorian would have wrapped up before episode nine. Yeah, you would hope so. But apparently the way the, the weeks break down, I don't have that calendar right in front of me, but huh. apparently the way the weeks break down, we're not getting that. Um, do you think there's any significance at all to we're going to get the Star Wars movie and then we're going to get the finale of Mandalorian or are they just totally no, separate and it's just kind of they're, they're toying with us, you know, just like just like the releases of the, you know, of the Marvel movies and the uh, Marvel TV shows. They they don't have any direct correlation. The ones on Netflix, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, there's a little bit of a tease in each season on Netflix of the Marvel shows to the larger world, but they're never directly tied in. And I don't. I don't see Mandalorian tying itself in either um, in any significant way, um, or at least if it does, I don't. I don't know how they would just based on where it's set, because it's only set five years after Return of the Jedi, right? Right. So we're so, still ways off from uh, yeah, from episodes from, uh, seven through nine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're still twenty twenty years, fifteen mm-hmm. years removed from episode seven, eight, nine. So yeah, unless they were going to tie into, you know, what was Luke doing between the two, you know? Right. And we are, we are going to get, you know, some of the other Disney plus shows that we they've talked about, we are going to get, um, and I don't know if they've started even, you know, production on any of these, but um, an Obi-Wan show in right. the star Wars universe. Um, we don't and even know what that's set. Is that set between, you know, three and four? Is that set? That's what I, I think it's set between three and four. Okay. Um, him in living on Tatooine. and Star Wars Rebels time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, the Cassian Andor show, which I'm not that interested in. I, I, wow. I rewatched Rogue One this week, and it's a fine movie for itself. But again, I just like, it's not a character I really care about. Right, exactly. You care more about the droid in that movie than you do Cassian. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know? maybe he's got some interesting stuff, but, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And then, um, you know, it might take a couple of years for Disney Plus to hit its hit its stride and we really kind yeah. of get how it ties in with some of these movie franchises for sure um, but yeah i you know I, I i like the launch they have tons of movies on there lots of fun stuff to check yeah. out but 
you know, like, like we said, it doesn't seem like there's much in terms of series right. between this and a year from now. Do you feel like, is it important to choose a lane? Like, are people going to subscribe to Disney Plus and only stay in one lane? Like, are people going to only watch the Marvel stuff or only watch the Star Wars stuff or they're only on Disney Plus for the old school cartoon movies or for the high school musical side or the, you know, teen, teeny bopper TV shows. I think it really depends the, on who you, know, you are. Um, yeah. So, you know, for guys like you and us, like nerdy guys without kids, the Marvel and Star Wars stuff is probably what we're most interested in. Maybe, you know, random nostalgia movie here. I know my brother watched, uh, the 101 Dalmatians movie the other right. day. Um, I'll probably check out some random Disney movies that I really like at some point. Right. Um, you know, for people with kids, I know my friends with kids, they're just thrilled because this is hours of entertainment. Um, not only <laughs> new stuff, but things that they liked when they were kids that they can, they can show their children. Um, right. and, and I think that's a, that's a really great advantage to this as well. And then, you know, if you're a big Simpsons fan, you know, got every right. Simpsons episode on there and things like that. Yeah, would you, you know, would you would this be the impetus you needed to go back and watch the 10 years worth of Simpsons that you've never seen? Because uh, try 25 years of Simpsons yeah. that I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, no, it, the impetus I would need is no other entertainment and unlimited time because yeah, the Simpsons is good, but um, I can't imagine ever going back to that. Fair enough. So. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, the first 12 seasons of the Simpsons are great, you know? Yeah, that's good. But I it's, just stopped watching. It's one of those things that eventually you grow out of, you know? And there's just so many, you know, if I want to see, if I want to see comedy, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's funny, but uh, just not on, not enough for me. Um, but for the price I paid, you know, whatever. So I paid a hundred and something dollars. And if I watch just the two or three Star Wars shows, the the three right. Marvel shows, and then a movie here and there, it's like, well, I'd probably, you know, if I would have bought each of those individually, it would have, it would have cost me that. So um, if I was paying what I'm paying for Netflix for this service though, I might cancel after Mandalorian. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's why, like I said, that's why I like the um, pay in bulk for a year, you know, and then you don't really have to think about it. Exactly. Um, if you could recommend one thing that's on Disney plus right now for people to watch, maybe it's an old movie or a show. What would it be? Um, I would say go back and check out any of the cartoons from the last five years, the cartoon animated animated movies that you haven't seen. Like, I mean, if you like me missed a Moana or a frozen or, you know, something that you never got around to seeing in theaters, like a Zootopia is great. You know, I was Zootopia was really good. Yeah. Zootopia is so good. We had a good time at the theater on that one. Uh, Inside Out is another one from yeah. the last couple of years that's great. That's Coco. Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Pixar movies, you know? if you haven't seen those, um, it's, it's a great reason to go back. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna throw back to the early 90s and I'm going to say The Rocketeer. That's a movie I'm, I'm always riding for. And if you've never seen The Rocketeer, it's an awesome period piece adventure uh, about a guy right. with a rocket pack. Uh, directed by Joe Johnston, who also directed the first Captain America movie. Uh, it's a, it's a great movie to, to check out. So if you've never seen The Rocketeer, I will recommend that. Right. So, uh, and you want to, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Mandalorian spoilery? Uh, I mean, do, do you feel like there's more to say? I... So, uh, yeah, we're, we'll end here uh, for yeah. non-spoiler stuff um, and just do a couple sure. minutes talking about Mandalorian, uh, a little bit of spoiler and where we think it's going. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed this. Um, we're always yep. looking for reasons to hop on this podcast and talk. We don't have any really set schedule. So right. uh, you can follow both of us on Twitter. I am at Brooks ZA. I'm at Fitzy Brendan. 
And uh, yeah, let us know if there's something you want us to talk about. Um, if you want to come on and talk about something, this is pretty much an open open forum just to get on a microphone and chat about stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll probably touch back in uh, probably after Star Wars Episode Nine comes out. I would imagine we'll, we'll yeah, for sure. Of, like we did uh, with uh, Avengers Endgame therapy session, maybe in Episode Nine therapy. Yeah, session. And if the, or if there's any major announcements as far as the Marvel stuff goes, if you know we start getting trailers for some of these shows. Yeah, you know, Marvel watching Endgame really reminded me that, like how Marvel is in just this precarious spot right now because they hit yeah. the they hit the peak. I mean, that movie is yeah. something that was ten years in the making, had every character in it, and it's going to be really hard to hit that point again. And it just feels like now they're in kind of a, like, well, what do we do now? We've wrapped yeah. up this, this 10 years long running storyline. Um, you know, we For have, sure. we have characters in interesting places, but it doesn't even seem like Marvel really knows what's next because the next couple properties that we're getting, we're getting a black widow movie, which I'm sure will be fun, but it's about a character who is no longer in the MCU. Um, so we're flashing back there. And then, right. um, you know, the Eternals, which is just going to, it sounds interesting, but it's it's definitely like different than anything else that they've done. Yeah, and it's you know it's still another couple of years before that stuff starts to come out too. I mean, right? Any, and, of, those, any of those movies. Well, and it's uh, sort Black of, Widow is in February, and I think right. Eternals is in May, I believe. But they um, sort of lost momentum, I think, after the whole um, Spider-Man debacle after the last movie came out, where they said they weren't going to make Spider-Man anymore, and Sony got it back, and then they bought it back from Sony. And everybody just sort of got fed up with the Marvel movies to a degree when that whole fiasco happened. So I mean, yeah. nobody's really nobody's really jonesing for Marvel at this point. I mean, right. but, I think it, it you know, and MC movies always do well. So it's like right, we'll see. You know, this Black Widow one will be an interesting test because if if that does well, um, you know, Marvel can just put their name on anything and they can make right. money. Um, but it is going to be you know, it's going to be a little bit of a, a, a period where it's, they're getting their sea legs back out under them um mm-hmm. and we will get we will get spider more spider-man movies and the, the last spider-man movie was really good um and left some things open so um, yeah. i'm interested to see where they go from there but um it does feel like like we we hit a an end of an era with avengers endgame and i could definitely see some mcu fans saying all right yep this that like wraps up the story for me i don't feel the need to see every marvel movie now yeah i can see that for sure so um all right well yeah we'll, we'll be back with more stuff um so let's dive into uh just a little bit of spoiler talk from mandalorian yeah so uh yeah, yeah. well we 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 alluded to the baby earlier and of course that baby is a uh baby yoda as yep. we were. are you surprised that the baby yoda didn't talk um I really no, expected it's a baby. It. yeah but sometimes babies can say words like dada well it is a, it is a 50 50- it is a 50-year-old baby. Also. Yeah, exactly. It's a 50-year-old baby. <laughs> Strange yeah. age progression it does. Uh, ba- a baby uh, baby Benjamin Button type thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, is this an actual baby Yoda? Is this a clone? Is this just one of its species? So I just this assumed is, when I saw it that it was just like the Yoda species, and there's a whole planet of, too. you know, yeah. that there at some point was a whole planet of Yodas. Um, I would assume, yeah. But... It seems like, you know, there's some other theories out there that this is possibly Yoda's baby. Like, Yoda actually had like a child. Yoda, Yoda Yaddle had it, had it on in the uh, Jedi Temple. Right. Because, um, you know, 50 years does give us, you know, if you, if you look at the, the breakdown of time, apparently, we're five years after uh, Revenge of the Sith right now. Yeah. So 50 years would be, you know, about, about the time of, of, Phantom, of Phantom Menace. 
or yeah, after after Return of the Jedi. So fifty years would be about the time of what, like Phantom Menace or so. Right. So that would also be around the time that the clone army was commissioned by Sifo DS, quote unquote. Right? On Camino, because that yeah. that had to have happened sometime around was that the El time Camino? of Phantom Menace. <laughs> El Camino can be. Right there's the there's a of bunch Camino. of Jesse Pinkman clones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, and the clone thing may, it would be interesting if, if Yoda either cloned himself. Um, right. I don't think it's the, – the timeline doesn't work for Yoda to have cloned himself, but I did like the idea that Jason and Mallory brought up on binge mode of it um, having been Do- Dooku who did it. Just like a little bit of um, conscience on Dooku's part of it, like keeping the balance by not only cloning – a bunch of bad guy soldiers for the emperor, but also secretly cloning Yoda just in case. Like, I think that would be age. interesting. Um, that definitely would be interesting and would add a little bit of depth to some of the prequels, um, yeah. which would be nice. And, you know, it does, it does explain why this is such a high value target. target um, yeah, for sure. and, and even the guys who commissioned the Mandalorian to, to go and find baby Yoda, they are, they do seem like their former, uh, former imperials from the yeah. yeah from the empire so um you know i i can't see this this yoda being like a sith yoda though it doesn't seem like a bad guy no no that definitely not i think that it would have been done by dooku as some sort of failsafe in case something went wrong with the um darth sidious plan like because i mean that's also canon for dooku from the clone wars cartoons is he was never like without three or four backup plans to whatever the empire the emperor's plan was you know what i mean in those mm-hmm. cartoons he always had he had a secret apprentice that Darth Sidious didn't know about he had a secret army he was funding he was you know playing all of the different bad guy syndicates on the outer rims against each other during the clone wars cartoon so including um knowing dooku knew that darth maul was still alive and he was secretly funding Darth Maul and the Black Sun during uh, during the Clone Wars. So, you know, it's, it's there's precedent there for Doku to do something like this. And I, I kind of like that idea, but I also kind of like the idea of it just being not tied into that larger air canon, like I said, and just um, being a member of these species. Yeah, I think that um, it would be interesting if this added some depth to the prequels and to Episode Nine as well. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that all works out with, uh, with episode. I, you know, it, this is the kind of potentially the last remnants of the force or some of the last remnants of the force, um, especially okay. when the baby was born. So, yeah. you know, the baby, the baby was born, uh, right around the time that the Jedi fell and, um, there's yeah. a, a force sensitive being that is still there. Yeah. Do you see any main characters from our saga being brought into the show in any way or, if anyone, maybe it's Jimmy Smith's as Bail Organa, although he's probably dead at this point, right? Right. I would think that he, I mean, this is because this is, I keep forgetting this is oh, after yeah, Return of the Return Jedi. Of Jedi. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I don't, I don't know who we would see. Maybe some random side characters, maybe the droids. Um, I could see, I could see R2D2 and C3PO being in this somehow or cross, okay. just because they cross paths with everybody, it seems like. Yeah. Or maybe uh, somebody's side character, like Wedge or something. Pops yeah. Up. yeah. And, it, you know, it would be interesting if it ties into how, potentially Palpatine is returning in, in episode nine, whether he cloned himself or, or, or something. Yeah. Like or um, even Snoke. Yeah. It, maybe, I mean, maybe could, Snoke yeah. was baby Yoda the whole maybe time. Snoke was baby Yoda the whole time. Oh man. If that's how, if that's how that species ages, youth. 
Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, yeah, who could, who knows? It could be like a Benjamin Button type thing where he gets younger and, and spryer as he gets older. Oh, no. <laughs> he just turns into Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. That's, that sounds like exactly the, the type of Western look we're going for. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, well, anything else on The Mandalorian? Anything else on Disney Plus? No, I'm just excited to, you know, see what I dive into next and keep going. I actually will probably, um, Go get a sandwich and watch uh, more of Star Wars Rebels tonight <laughs> before uh, before Mr. Robot. So. You're in deep. Um, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. They've got their hooks in me. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for listening to Dial P for Podcast. Yeah, and, thanks, uh, this, guys. This is Zach and Brendan, and thanks for listening. Peace.